Welcome to week four of the Necronominom podcast. My name is Jenna. My name is Matt. Hello. <laughs> this week we are talking about the 2003 film Darkness Falls. Shadows. Oh yeah, Darkness Falls. I wrote Shadows Fall, which is the name of a Killswitch Engage song. <laughs> right. This is called Darkness Falls. This has been sent in to us by a listener, Sarah. Thank you for sending us this recommendation, Sarah. Thank you. Uh, if you guys want to send in more recommendations, we'd love to hear them. Necronominom at multiplenerdgasm.com. Okay, let's get on to the movie. Okay. So we are going to talk about spoilers. This is a film from the early 2000s. So if you haven't seen mm -hmm. it and you want to, maybe go do that first. Yeah. But if you don't care or if you've already seen it, then enjoy. <laughs> so the film tells the story of the Tooth Fairy. Her backstory is that she was a lovely old lady who loved all the children and would swap their teeth for gold coins. For some reason. They don't really explain why she wanted the teeth. That's right. I think she was just a kind woman. Yeah, a little bit creepy, though. She was injured in a fire, her face got burnt, and she would only go out wearing a mask because I guess she was embarrassed. Yeah. Um, and she was sensitive to light, actually. That was the main reason, I think. The fire made her skin sensitive. There was one day that two children went missing, and the townsfolk blamed her, I guess because she was the weird person in town with the mask. Yeah, they didn't really explain why. No. They hanged her for it, the children returned, and now she seeks vengeance. Yeah. It was a little bit weird. <laughs> sure. So she now tries to get revenge on the children, I guess, of the town, Darkness Falls. Yeah. This takes place about 150 years later, this film. Yeah, and when you lose your last baby tooth, you leave it for the tooth fairy, and she literally will come and get it, I think. I don't know if she leaves a coin this time. No, she comes and she leaves a coin. But if okay. you see her, yeah. she will kill you. Yeah. And apparently, if you see her and escape her, she will take a personal vendetta against you and chase you every single time you're in darkness for the rest of your adult life. Yes. Seems, it's pretty reasonable, really, considering. Right. So this follows a kid who saw her and yeah. escaped. She killed his mum because... Well, they don't really explain why. See, that's a question I had. Why does she kill her? Why does she kill... There's Ray, a guy later on, mm -hmm. who didn't see her. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of cannon fodder for kyle the main character there's sometimes when it follows its own logic and then sometimes when it seems like it doesn't and i'm not i mean it doesn't matter it's not like the most cerebral film of all time but there are yeah there are times when she kills somebody and it, you wonder why that person i don't think they saw her you know what i mean like that's right and yeah she has no reason to kill them other than they got in her way, I guess. Right. The only reason she kills now is because of the townsfolk who killed her before. But she yes. was a kind old lady. I don't know why she now comes back to do this, to take revenge on children who she liked in the first place. I don't know why they blamed her. They don't really go into that. Like, why all of a sudden... I mean, yeah, she was hideously burned. Wouldn't you just feel sorry for her? You wouldn't assume she started murdering children. Exactly. She's a big legend in the town. Everybody knows who she is through legend they don't yes believe that she exists except for kyle obviously who sees her yeah and escapes and escapes that's right but in the 150 years since she was killed by the townsfolk there must have been other children in this town that have been killed under mysterious circumstances well he does say later on he he's when he's in prison kyle the main character he says to one of the cops, don't you have a lot of missing persons cases involving children? And the cop kind of goes, thinks about it for a minute and is like, shut up. Yeah. They do sort of address that. Mm. But yeah, I guess how, how many of these kids does she get to kill? How many see right. her? Like how often does that happen? 
And, and what does she do with them? Because a lot of the dead bodies she just leaves lying around. If they're missing persons cases, then she's taking them. Right. But everybody else she just seems to leave lying around. Right. The night that Kyle loses his last tooth, he does expect her to come because mm-hmm. he is frightened of her. He hears a noise and he hides under the sheets, which is a scene I really liked because sheets offer no protection from a monster. <laughs> but it's it's kind of an irrational fear that I have myself. Yeah. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was very, I mean, re- it was realistic because you kids, and, and you do do that. Like you feel safer when you're covered. Right. But he hears her coming and he knows that the legend is, don't look at her or she will kill you. <laughs> and he still looks. Well, he's a kid. I know. I know. <laughs> it felt strange to me that he was so scared, but he still took the sheet down when she was right in front of his face. Yeah. Also, it didn't seem like she was trying too hard not to be seen. Like, is is she just a shit where she's like... Yeah, she baits them. Oh, yeah. don't look at me. Don't look at me. Oh, you looked dead. Like, I don't know. This, what is the deal with her, I guess, is the biggest question. Oh, it's her I goal. A... Just revenge, I guess. Yeah, but then why, why have such an arbitrary thing where, like, if you see me, I'll kill you. Why not just, I will kill you? Right, and why still leave them coins? Right. Like, she's... I'm a, I'm a friendly lady, and I'm still going to be the tooth fairy and leave you money. Yeah. Don't, don't look at me. <laughs> it, yeah, was but... a, it was an attempt to make the tooth fairy into a monster. Yeah. And... Now, I want to talk about her. Okay. Well, I mean, I understand the point of the porcelain mask. Yes. Uh, she had to protect herself from the darkness. But it was kind of just use of a horror movie trope like there has to be a porcelain doll in it because dolls are scary there was no other reason for it to be a porcelain mask other than it looks a bit scary that's true at the end when he he hits her with his flaming arm and Mm -hmm. knocks the mask off i think that's how he knocks the mask off at the end Mm -hmm. it falls and smashes and there are teeth amongst it so i i was okay i'm not sure is it made of teeth and not porcelain? No, that makes it... that makes a bit more sense. Because I was thinking that it would have been more effective to have the mask be made of teeth. Or yeah. to have teeth sticking out or something like that. Something to show that that's what she does. She's the tooth fairy. Because mm. before she even had this mask, she was collecting the children's teeth and giving them money for it. They called her the tooth fairy right. first. Yeah. I just thought it would have been more effective if it had something to do with teeth. Yeah. Because I missed that. I didn't even notice that it had teeth in it or... Yeah, it smashed on the ground, uh, sort of, and I, and there were teeth around. I don't know whether... I, I guess we could go back and look at that again, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, I don't know if the implication was that there were just... She had some teeth tucked in there, you know, or if right. it was somehow made of them. I did think every time she was shown, she got less scary. Yeah, I agree. At the very beginning, it was just flashes of her, and that, that was... I mean, she was pretty scary. Yeah. And then each time they brought her back, more of her was seen and for longer. Yeah, yeah. And it got less suspenseful. And then by the end, when they unmasked her, there was no shock to it. Yeah, I know what you mean. And she didn't look like a burn victim at the end either. She just... Looked like a zombie. Yeah. Mm. There you go. I guess that's why she wears the mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so there's that. I mean, there's some, there's some clever use of the, you know, stay in the light kind of thing but then it's kind of very flexible oh i know so like one little kerosene lamp or something would provide enough light that she can't touch you from all around like can't she just come behind you where the shadows are and get you yeah it was a little strange it was it was weird that you know light is good dark is bad yeah and there were times also when 
she was very quick and effective. Like there's a scene where there's the spotlights on the stairs and they have to jump mm-hmm. through the darkness. And yeah. then as they jump, she just flits in and grabs right. some of them and takes them away. Like she's waiting for them. Yeah, but there are other times when she's not that quick about it. Like, for example, when they get to the bottom of the staircase and they're in the darkness running, she doesn't just like, you know, zoom in and grab them. Right. She's like slowly coming up the hallway at them. So mm-hmm. I guess her effectiveness as a as a killer is changing from scene to scene. There's so many times through this movie where the lights flicker or they're left in a situation where, you know, only one person is in this small bit of light and you think Mm. it's going to go out. There's a part where the main character, Kyle, is put in a cell and I thought, oh, well, all right, they're going to turn the lights out on him at night or something (laughs) like that. And of course, there's the obligatory thunderstorm. Yep, it takes out the power for the entire city. Yeah. But why isn't the lightning enough to keep her away in that? Mm. If something as small as a flashlight or a lamp is, why isn't the lightning? Yeah, look, I don't think we're supposed to be putting that much thought into it. <laughs> but that's what we do. Yeah, I know, I know. There were some fun gags with the light, and, and like I said, it's, it's, it's unclear, but if you make the rules too rigid, you're just going to write yourself into plot holes. So right. it's, maybe it's best just to, to go with it. Yeah. It was a bit predictable that the lighthouse was... The ending was how they banished her. There's a scene where Kat read the prophecy, the children's book prophecy, the light will kill her, whatever. Yeah. And there was one point where they just did a long sweeping shot of the town. Yeah. And kind of focused on the lighthouse. And this was early (laughs) on in the movie. And yeah, you're like, that's going to foreshadowing. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. But what did you think of everybody's performance? It's got Emma Coldfield in it, who. We are we are obviously fans of from Buffy. Um, what did you think of her performance? I, I think she was the best in it, to be she honest. She didn't do a whole lot. No, she didn't, which is why I think she was the best. Yeah, she was fine. She just right. didn't do a whole lot. I don't think there was too much character development in this no. film. Kyle no. starts out as a kid who's just afraid of the dark, and then his whole life is just him being afraid of the dark. Yeah. There's nothing really else about him. He carries a an obsessive collection of, fra- of flashlights, <laughs> yeah. which never get used anyway. They get taken mm. away, and then he goes and buys another 50 flashlights, which also get lost. Yeah, everything about the characters, like Kyle is the guy who saw the Tooth Fairy, and therefore his entire life is based around that. Right, and Kat is the girl who fell in love with a 10-year-old and has never yeah. gotten over that. And her brother also saw the Tooth Fairy, fairy and her entire life revolves around those two things right and he is now kyle (laughs) 2.0 yeah yeah and then the cop there's matt who is kind of mean cop and then there's a bunch of other cops who are all jerks as well right and mean bar guy ray oh yeah right angus samson so it's got angus samson in it who who we know and love from james wan's films and also if you're australian you know him from from television and tv commercials and all sorts of things uh, and a young version of Emily Browning before Sucker Punch and all that kind of stuff. She played a very brief part in this. Yes. Yeah. A lot of Australian actors, actually, because apparently this was filmed in Australia largely. Is that true? Yeah. It had one location in Maine. It was set in Maine, yeah. but mostly it was filmed in Australia. It didn't look like Australia. But a lot of it was indoors, I suppose. Mm. But yeah, I wouldn't have picked that. Apart from apart from the fact that there were a lot of Australian actors. Another problem I had with Kyle, actually, mm-hmm. he takes a plethora of medication <laughs> yeah. for all these things, you know, depression and... Antipsychotics. Yeah. He has a justified reason to be afraid of the dark, and he knows that. 
Yeah. So why does he continue to take this medication? Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. He's he's made peace with the fact that no one's going to believe him, and so he just kind of deals with it. So why yeah, why is he on medication? He, right. He, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess maybe because because of what happened to his mom, they made that he's required to take it legally or something. Eh. That'll do as an explanation. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, gore. Oof, gore. There really mm. wasn't that much. No, this is a, a I would say PG thirteen. Oh, absolutely. Style horror movie. Most kills were off screen. Yep. Any time that there was an on screen kill, it was a very shaky cam. Mm-hmm. thing where you didn't see any of the action you just saw flashes of what was happening yep yeah i've written down uh bloody tooth at the start mm-hmm. because um you know there's some blood and he's in his mouth when yep. he's a kid kyle uh and then burnt face tooth fairy at the end and that's all for gore yeah that's all i've got written down i yep. know that there is i mean there is face scratched faces and 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 stuff like that you could see that in any film <laughs> uh, also possibly the photos of ray that they yeah. show kyle right so there's yeah okay good point this yeah and scratched faces and blood from mm-hmm. that and it's not an overly bloody film at all no no it was very pg in that mm-hmm. it actually kind of reminded me of the old west craven era yeah i half expected joshua jackson to come on screen <laughs> at some point well I agree in a way, but Scream was actually quite bloody. Oh, yeah. I just mean of that, that era, horror. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, after Scream, all those films that came out. That's that, right. Yeah. It's not quite a B-horror movie. Right, right. But it's not a great one. <laughs> so, Kills, um, there, there yep. are a lot of deaths in it. Uh, yeah. How, how many did you, did you count? Okay. Well, I've got... Are we counting Matilda, the, the monster? Uh, sure. I mean, she... She dies at the beginning. Oh, and again at the end. And again at the end, yep. Ah, so we get we get an extra. Two for her. <laughs> so we've got Kyle's mother. Uh-huh. And then there wasn't another death until uh, at least half an hour later. Yeah. The movie when... itself is only an hour and 25 minutes. Yeah, it's quite a short short film. So the next one is Ray, the yep. mean bar guy. Angus Sampson. Yep. <laughs> After that, um, we have Larry, who is the... Uh-huh friend from high school yep slash maybe boyfriend slash whatever he's lawyer he's a lawyer i think boyfriend of cat yep yeah he's a lawyer Mm -hmm. and then the cops that got a little bit Mm. fuzzy i think there were three there were possibly four yeah i think i think i i'm pretty sure i saw three but there's it's implied that there might be more yeah there were times when one would get pulled away and you're like oh check he's dead and then later on he shows up so i'm not sure how that happened a dog died oh, in that yeah. scene as well when the cop mistakenly shot him, thinking. Didn't include the dog. <laughs> thinking it was the Tooth Fairy. I didn't know this was a Stephen King movie. <laughs> well, you never <laughs> even saw the dog, so it's, no, it's I fine. Know, I know. You didn't have a, a big connection with it before he just ripped him away from you. Thanks, Stephen King. That was a weird moment, actually, in the film, because he says, Tell so and so I killed his dog. And then yeah. the guy says, like, the name of a dog. And he goes, No, no, no. And then says the name of another dog. Like, says another name. And he also said it was quick. There was no pain. Something like that. Are we supposed to know about these dogs? I, like, I don't know. Maybe that was a deleted scene. Yeah, that was an odd scene because I was like, wait, what? what is he talking about? Yeah. 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 Anyway. Okay. And then we have uh, two nurses. Mm-hmm. I have young nurse and old nurse. Right. Yep. <laughs> uh, the doctor. Yes. Who out of the car tries window. to help them escape. Mm-hmm. And then the cop. Yep. Matt. So really, 
you're only left at the end with the main characters. Yeah. it. I mean, they do say early on that she's not after anyone else in the town except them, but they also don't really explain why she's after some of them anyway. Like the nurses, for example. What's she after them for? Yeah, that's right. Because she's helping Kyle get away from her? I but don't... wouldn't the best... If, you, if I'm Kyle, right, mm-hmm. and then there's these nurses there... And it's like, come on, let's get out of here. Actually, you know what? The best thing for you guys to do yeah. is not be anywhere near me. Right. Just stay here. Exactly. I'll go, and then you guys are fine. You can be in darkness. You've never seen her. She doesn't exactly. care about you at all. Just sit down, close your eyes, wait till dawn. You'll be fine. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you'll never see her again because you're adults. Right. <laughs> she has no reason to come near you ever again. So I counted 12 deaths, I think, but then with the dog, that would mean 13. Is that right? Uh, Yep. Cool. So that's quite a lot, actually. It is. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them were characters that didn't really get introduced and then just got killed off right away. Yeah. And it was everybody except for the three main characters, Kyle, Kat, and her brother, Michael. Yeah. The kid. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, what did you think of it overall? Just... I didn't mind it. (laughs) It's not my favorite movie. And there were a couple of parts where I got a little bit bored. Okay. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll see why. But I wouldn't say thumbs down. <laughs> Just thumbs. Thumbs about middle. I've seen it before. I watched it, uh, I think, maybe when it came out, maybe shortly after it came out. Uh, so I was sort of familiar with it. Um, and I will say it is slower than I remember it being. And uh, also, I I wouldn't say... I didn't think it was scarier, but I thought that this, uh, particularly the section in the police... like the police department and then the hospital and everything. I remember that whole sequence being kind of more intense than it was this time. Right. That's when I kind of tuned out. Yeah. Because it was just, uh, kill this guy, kill this guy, wipe everybody (laughs) out. So it's just these two left. Yeah. I don't know. I I remember that being cooler than than I remember it this time. Maybe I was getting vibes from you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But there wasn't really that much suspense in this movie. Nothing ever felt like it was urgent. Right. The one scene where he was like, we have to get to the hospital within 20 minutes before the sun goes down. And then immediately after that, they say, we're putting Michael in a sensory deprivation chamber in 15 minutes. Like, <laughs> whoa, five minutes. How's he going to get there? Yeah. But and also, he, but was he like, runs in and he's like, hey, can you guys just stop now? Not like, stop the thing. Don't do it. Also, he was mostly in the machine. That's right. Why couldn't she get him? Oh, his eyes yeah. aren't, so it's fine. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, her her effectiveness is kind of, you know, sliding scale depending on, you know, what suits the yeah. the particular scene. And also, that that scene, the doctors brought the, the deprivation chamber up. Like, it is the only way that we can cure <laughs> yeah. your brother. And she's like, there's nothing else? Oh, well, I mean, medication and all this stuff. Yeah, but and like, therapy. oh, this mm. is, we, we have to do that. And we have to do it right now. <laughs> I know, he makes it sound like it's super effective. And also, not only that. Like, the kid just tried to kill himself. As far as they're concerned, putting him in a sensory deprivation tank is not a big deal. But the, And the fact that she's like, oh man, is there nothing else we could do? They'd be like, well, I mean, there's other stuff, but what do you? Yeah, don't but, worry like, about it. We just, just put him in darkness, shove him in like the box. Minutes, like, what, what are you worried about? Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Like, it's yeah. Yeah, but when he rushes in to stop that, Kyle. I mean, yeah. he doesn't really rush in. He just comes in and he's like, "Oh, hey, don't do that anymore. Get him out of there." Okay, that's what yeah. I mean. There's just nothing feels like, like we have to get to it quickly. And <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I would recommend check it out if you like. Uh, you know, it's just a. It's kind of a late '90s era. 
yeah, it's just a goofy horror film. You know, it's not uh, not going to blow your mind or anything. No. I don't think, but you know, it's it's cool. Oh, uh, the one <laughs> some cool special effects and stuff. The one shock in this movie was just a black cat that jumped across. <laughs> I was like, come on, yeah. are I we know. doing this really? I know it's the cheapest gag. Yeah. It's just the cat jumping out. In fact, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think if you have to put that in your movie, maybe maybe just take a step back and see if you can yeah, make it scary. Yeah, make it see if you can make it scary in other ways because that's cheap. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, I mean, it was a decent movie. Yeah. It wasn't wasn't the best thing ever, but <laughs> thank you for the suggestion, Sarah. Yeah, yeah. Thanks again. We really, we really appreciate people running in. If you want to get in touch, again, the the email address is necronomenom at multiplenergasm.com or you can go to multiplenergasm.com. There's a contact form uh, and more information about the podcast there. Or you can get us on Facebook at facebook.com/multiplenergasm or Twitter at mnergasm. Necronomenom is brought to you by Fiverr. If you go to multiplenerdgasm.com/fiverr, it'll take you to their website. Fiverr is a place where we can get all sorts of things done for five bucks. You can get voiceovers, you can get artwork done, you can get websites designed, you can get copywriting done, all sorts of stuff. People just pop on there and offer services for five bucks, and you can pay more for you know more advanced things like uh, if you want the original like Photoshop files to go with a document, usually they charge a bit extra. But if you're just after something done quick and effective, multiplenergasm.com slash Fiverr. And I would like to say a big thank you to all of the Patreon backers of Multiple Nerdgasm. Yeah. Because shows like this one only happen because of you guys. Mm-hmm. So thanks a lot. We really appreciate it. <laughs>